You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Amazon is now hiring near you. We're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages is important work. Ready to work hard to make someone's every day? Ready for benefits and flexible shifts? Immediate hourly roles are available at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Looking for something new to watch? Choose from thousands of documentary films and factual series right at your fingertips with CuriosityStream. Available on pretty much any streaming device you can imagine. For only $20 a year, you'll have access to CuriosityStream's library, including titles covering nature, science, history, the world's most interesting people, and more. Whether you want to explore Mars or travel back to ancient civilizations, CuriosityStream adds new films and series each week, empowering you to dive deep into your favorite subjects and explore new territory sure to entertain, enlighten, and inspire. Whatever you're into, CuriosityStream has you covered. Gain access to the best documentaries on the planet and award-winning exclusives available anytime, anywhere. Satisfy your thirst for knowledge with CuriosityStream. Available to watch worldwide wherever you like to stream video. Sign up and learn more at CuriosityStream.com. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. I am looking forward to having Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church back in studio with me one day. And boy, I'll tell you, that first show I do with him, we might not get a guest because he's going to have a lot to stay. And I look forward to that. Our guest today, he is a young man. He's a Wisconsin kid. Played uh, high school football at Bayport. And we'll, I'll rip him for that here in a minute. Uh, played over at uh, UW-Stevens Point, And he is... Uh, He's going to be coming into our area, into the Milwaukee area, him and his wife, Rachel, son, Rowan, and they're starting a chapter of Athletes in Action, and his plan is to serve the local athletic teams and uh, through gospel-centered activities, and I'll tell you this, I, I'm going to help him. I'm going to help this young guy and his wife when they move to, to, to Milwaukee and try to introduce him to whoever I can. If I can open any doors for him, I'm going to do that. We are now joined. Um, Colin, I should have asked you before we started uh, on the air how to pronounce your last name. Is it Destash? Destash. Destash. Colin Destash. Colin, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Hey, let's start, uh, if we can, kind of with your background and where you grew up and, and, uh, you know, do I, I? I was reading you're you were a multi-sport athlete. That's for sure. You grew up uh, up in the Green Bay area. Yeah, I grew up in Green Bay uh, and went to Bayport High School. Uh, like you said, growing up, I mean, growing up in our family, you sort of played everything under the sun. I mean, for you, soccer, football, baseball, basketball, hockey. You know, when, when I got to high school. Um, I finally settled on just five sports my freshman year, <laughs> Be it, uh, being a football player in the fall and then doing basketball with the, with the school in the wintertime. And hockey was still club in Northeast Wisconsin at that point. Um, it, it wasn't WIAA like it was now. And then baseball and track in, in the spring and summer. But 
Um, I didn't do that all five years or all four years, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, played a lot of sports growing up, a lot of sports throughout high school and even multiple sports throughout college. Hey, Colin, when, and, and looking at your bio and stuff, you had a lot of success in hockey, correct? I mean, we had a playing at Bayport. I was lucky enough, I guess, to be a part of the, the inaugural team when a lot of the teams started uh, becoming school-sponsored, playing in the WIAA, and we had a lot of really successful years. Our first year as a team, as a club team, we were state runners-up. Um, we competed for some conference championships um, during the three years that, that I was playing for Bayport. Um, so, yeah, we had, we had, a, lot of, we had a lot of success, uh, which was a lot of fun to finally be able to play for your own, your own blue and white. You bet. In our case, yeah, the, for your own team. The Mighty Pirates, right? Yeah, the Bayport Pirates. The Bayport Pirates. You know that. Let's be honest. You, you got up up in that neck of the woods might be you know pretty good program, but don't you come down in this neck of the woods. Don't come down in in these conference. No, I'm just kidding. You know that, Colin. <laughs> Look, I got a lot of respect for Bayport. You know, basketball wise, they they have really I think turned the corner, and I think the program has gotten pretty good, and their football program is is really good right now. Yeah, the football program, especially. I mean, that's that's the team that I probably have followed the most closely. Um, my dad is a assistant coach uh, for Bayport's football team. He's been there for man twenty years, I think. Now this would have been twenty twenty would have been his twentieth season there. So I still pay attention to the football program quite a bit, and uh, they've had a lot of success up there um, well, for a number of years. How is your is your dad still part of the staff? They're going to play in the spring, correct? Yeah, that's the plan. That's the hope. They're sort of part of this this group of teams up here in in uh, northeast Wisconsin, central Wisconsin. That's forming a sort of one year super conference. Yeah, um, to to get a spring season in. So hopefully, I mean, I really hope that they'll have the opportunity to play um, to give these guys the chance to have a season this school year, given given all that's been going on in the world with the coronavirus and the way that that's limited sports in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we uh it's it's really strange cuz I do this high school football coaches show from 10 to noon every Saturday with the athletic director from Muskego, Ryan McMillan, used to be the head coach at Oconomowoc, played at Stevens Point by the way. And um oh. he has he uh, he is such a good co-host and he really gets it and Muskego's had a lot of success. They've kind of like become the arrowhead here where you know they're they're winning a lot. They haven't lost in that in what I think is the best football conference in the state of Wisconsin. They haven't lost in a couple of years, and and uh, you know he he was not happy that the WIA gave, gave um, uh, schools a choice. He said, "Look, let's just let's try to figure out how everybody plays in the fall, and if that doesn't work, then let's roll out Plan B." But by rolling out A and B, you're giving schools a chance to say, okay, let's just put this off for a while. And now what happens if it comes back? And and that may happen. So some of these seniors, you know, if they don't get a chance to play their senior year, I feel I certainly feel bad for them. Well, you know what? That's cool that your dad is uh, one of the assistant coaches at, at Bayport. I coached basketball in this area for 36 years. And um, I, I know how hard it is, you know, the grind that it is. So I, I think that's really cool that he's uh, he's coaching there. Hey, Colin, let's talk a little bit about your decision to, to go to UW-Stevens Point. Was that an easy decision for you? No, <laughs> is the simplest way to put it. <laughs> uh, I, it. It wasn't. It was actually really difficult as, as much as I as much as I really enjoyed the recruiting process. Um, finally making a decision was tough. Um, you know, I, I had, by my senior year, I was kind of just focusing on division three schools. That's where a lot of the interest was. Um, and there was, there was two schools that actually ended up coming down to Carleton college, which is a small private school South of, um, South of Minneapolis was another school that I was really interested in, um, had had some success in the recent years prior to me graduating from high school on the football field. Um, but it was also a really high end academic school. Um, and they made it, they made it tough for me to ultimately decide to go to Stevens point. Um, cause there were a lot of things that I really liked about the program. Uh, but I, I don't regret for a minute, um, my decision to go to Stevens point and funny, you know, 
Providence would have it that the the guy that recruited me to Stevens Point, Tom Jernell, um, is actually now the head football coach at Carleton College. Oh. <laughs> uh, he, he's been there for, I don't know, a couple years now. So it's, just, it's funny how um, that has sort of that has sort of worked out for him. Boy, that's that is funny. We are talking with uh, with Colin Destesh. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. That's a tough last name for me. Him and his wife Rachel, their son Rowan, who is just a little guy, seven months old, uh, moving to Milwaukee soon, and uh, they're going to be starting the chapter of athletes in action. And we're going to talk a lot about that uh, throughout uh, the remaining three segments of of the show. But it's always good in in this first segment to kind of get to know uh, the, our guest and and. You know, his interest, large family, did you guys, you have a lot of brothers, sisters, things like that? I got two younger brothers. Um, they're both out of college now. Um, one's trying to get into med school. Another one lives out in Colorado uh, doing doing uh, construction work. Uh, but, yeah, both big big athletic family, even if not super big in numbers. But that, that goes really across the board for, for death dashes. Um, lots, of, lots of athletes, lots of coaches. Um, in the extended family, you know when uh, when you watch your younger brothers uh, play, who's the best? Who's the best football player in, in, with you three? Oh man, <laughs> you know, man, it's funny <laughs> because I know. And when I ask guys I think, that, I think my young, my youngest brother, I think, was the best athlete out of the three of us. Really, we, we all played different positions, so it's a little tough to like. To compare in football because just because there's so many positions on the field that don't necessarily go against one another. I was I was a lineman. My brother was a receiver. Uh, my other brother was a running back. So uh, it's a little tough. But I think overall, my youngest brother was the best athlete. Uh, he was certainly a better hockey player than I was. Hey, you know, with this high school show that I do, Colin, I I we we highlight. Um, a student athlete of the week with with our local pick and save stores every Saturday, and one of the questions I ask these guys every week is your motivation for being such a good student athlete, and and looking at your bio, uh, all the academic awards that you received, and and then all of the sports that you played. Obviously, you were quite busy, but your motivation at that time of your life for being such a good student athlete, where'd that come from? I mean, I think, I think growing up, my mom and my dad instilled a lot of, uh, you know, talked a lot about just working hard and taking a lot of pride in, in what you do and putting putting your best foot forward, having a good work work ethic. So I think there was sort of this inherent um, desire to do well. Um, that that stemmed from my upbringing. Um, I think, especially when I think about high school and looking towards college. Um, a big part of it was wanting to continue to play on, at a higher level um, and knowing that performing on the football field or performing in a hockey rink or whatever, you know, that would allow me opportunities in college that I might not otherwise have. Um, but at the same time, being a good student um, also would provide opportunities maybe to go, go to schools I wouldn't have had the opportunity to go to otherwise. Um, so it was a, I think really it was motivated by wanting to play on the next level and knowing that being a good student and a good athlete is a part of the equation. Hey, uh, last thing before we get to a break, and I use this term a lot, but, and I think you'll understand it. Um, if I tell you that I, I saw pictures of, of your beautiful family, if I say that, look for a Bayport boy, you all kicked your coverage a bit. You, you know what that <laughs> means, right? <laughs> yeah, I know what that means. I actually, uh, I was a long snapper, so I definitely, I, I definitely know what that means. You, yeah, you, I'm kicking your coverage. I, I'm, I'm all about that. And I, I would agree. Yeah, there, there is absolutely no doubt. Um, where did you and Rachel meet, by the way? Uh, we met in Green Bay. We actually met through athletes in action. Um, in in many ways, uh, she was a cross country runner at UWGB. Um, so in, you know, she. I also outkicked my coverage in in marrying up in terms of athletics. She was a scholarship athlete, you know. I just I played Division three ball, um, so it it yeah it, it, well, another way that uh, she outdid me in our college careers. But can she carry a tune? 
Can she sing? Because I look, I, not I like, see. Not like I can. There you she go. Doesn't have a bad, she doesn't have a bad voice, but she doesn't have a voice like mine. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know what? This young man, and again, they're coming to Milwaukee here soon. And uh, he, they are starting a chapter, Athletes in Action. Uh, Colin and his wife, Rachel, and, and, and reading all this and reading all these awards and the things that he's done and played college football. And then I get to the personal part, and it says volunteered Christmas caroling with a Bayport Vocal Ensemble. And I thought, oh, that's great. He's a good-looking dude. He's smart. He's got a beautiful family, and he can sing. Well, that's our guest. We're going to get to a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to ask Colin to share his testimony, and we're going to talk about how this idea of having athletes in action came from and, and to come to this market, come to Milwaukee and start it. And we'll ask Colin on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone. On 12.50 a.m., The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walking faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 12.50 a.m., The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church will join us as soon as that is possible. Our special guest, he is uh, he's a nice young man. He's a Bayport guy, played uh, college football at, at Stevens Point. And if you heard our first segment, he had the opportunity to play a couple places. But you know what? The decision that he made to go to Stevens Point was a, was a really good one. He is Colin Destash, and I will get that before the end of the, the show, I promise. His wife, Rachel, and, and their family is going to be moving into the Milwaukee area. Do you know when that uh, you're coming in, Colin? Yeah, we're, we're, we'll probably be moved in uh, in December um, with the hope of being on campuses and, and working with athletes um, next year sometime. That's perfect. Are you going to, when you guys come in, is it uh, strictly college athletes that you're going to be on campuses with? Are you going to be looking at, at different high schools or just colleges? Yeah, so Athletes in Action, our role um, will have us focusing primarily uh, with college athletes, um, but also within our scope is uh, professional athletes. And and while I, I, I know that many of the teams in Milwaukee have have chaplains uh, that work with the with the pro teams. I mean, have chaplains. Yep. Um, te- technically, that that's a, a part of our scope, a part of the athletes that we're wanting to uh, try and connect with, and just serve as a resource for uh, to do evangelism and discipleship and equip them to make make disciples and multiply their faith. If you want more information on athletes in action, their website athletesinaction.org. Athletesinaction one word dot org. And if you listen to the show, I, I'm pretty sure 95% of you have heard or know about Athletes in Action. They, they do great work. It's a really good organization that, that will, um, will assist and, and help and be there and, and certainly disciple and, and, and talk to, to, to coaches and players. And obviously, Athletes in Action has been around a long time. And, and, and I'm really grateful to have Colin and his wife, Rachel, coming to Milwaukee to be part of our community and the fabric of what we do, and then to be able to, you know, help out at, at different uh, different colleges uh, throughout this area. And uh, there's a lot of them, Colin, so you're going to be awfully busy. Can we talk a little bit about your testimony and, and when and where you made that decision to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd love to do that. Um, I mean, you, you asked about my decision to go to Stevens Point, and, and that certainly plays like it certainly plays a big role in it. That was really a transformative uh, four and a half years, I guess, in my case, um, and and I think it is for a lot of people, and it's a big reason why I decided to do the work that I'm doing. But um, yeah, going back further, I mean, I, I grew up, me, me and my brothers, we we grew up going to church on a weekly basis, going to uh, youth group, Sunday school, stuff like that for most of our young lives, um, as far as I can remember, you know, it, it changed quite a bit. I think the more that we got into competitive sports, you know, travel teams, uh, playing on the weekends, practicing every night, things like that. Uh, you know, when, when we're starting to get 
into middle school and high school. And when that was the case, um, our, our faith life kind of took a back seat. Like I think is easy to do um, for, for any young person. Um, there's a lot of things out, out there that compete for our attention. There are a lot of things out there competing for my attention. And, and I made the decision um, to pursue, pursue the, the excitement I had about athletics. Um, and that just took a back, back seat. I am thankful though to, to my folks. I, I remember um, especially my mom, but both my parents really encouraging and giving us opportunities to continue doing Sunday school learning on, on our own um, because we couldn't be a part of what our church was doing and what, what other young people at my church were doing because we'd be traveling to tournaments on the weekends and things like that, like I mentioned. Um, so there's always been this sort of foundation, um, this Christian foundation to the way I was raised and um, the way I made the, the way I attempted to live my life. Um, but it really wasn't until college, I think, that my Christian faith became my own, became something that I said, no, this is this is this is what I believe um, about who Jesus is. This is what I believe about what God has done. This is what I believe um, about what that means for my life. Uh, I remember graduating high school and uh, getting involved with a ministry at a at a church up here in Green Bay near where I live. I had a number of some of my best friends in high school growing up were a part of this church, um, a part of a college age ministry that they had. And uh, I, I found myself just looking for something and I don't even, I, I still don't really even know what, what that thing was, Right. <laughs> but I knew that they were involved in this. And I was, and I was like, I want to, I want to be a part of this thing that you do. Um, and I started going, started asking questions, started hearing the gospel talked about and hearing Christianity talked about and hearing Jesus Christ talked about in a way that I just, I hadn't before. Um, It was the first time I heard it talked about in a way that seemed to make a difference to my, to my life um, or be relevant to my life. Um, And I think that was really the moment that the wheels started to turn. Yeah. Um, it, it, It encouraged me to get involved with a campus ministry when I was in college uh, during my first couple of years at Stevens Point. Um, and it was really the beginning of the discipleship process, which is probably a, a word that you'll hear me talk about more throughout uh, throughout our time together here. Um, but really learning about what does it mean to follow Jesus. And, you know, um, I was listening to, to last week's uh, episode, I think it was last week's episode, and, and the guy you had on talked about how it wasn't, he can't point to a specific moment, but he can point to a time where something changed, a time period where things started to come together for him. And and I look back to my, my first and second year in college where there was a shift. There was something I saw in the Christians around me about the way that they lived their life and uh, what they experienced in their life because they made a decision to follow Jesus. Um, and that was something that I, that I wanted, um, that I really craved. Uh, and it was, it was through the, through the process of being discipled that I think I finally sort of made a decision like, no, following Jesus is what I want my life to be about. Um, and as they say, the rest is history. The rest is history, (laughs) man. You know what? That's, I'll tell you what. Colin, I, I, the, the most impressive part of, of your, your testimony, and it's our favorite segment here on Faith in Zone. It just is, because everybody has a different journey, and I envy you, young man. I envy you that you figured this out so early because in your life at such an early age because you have a long time to be able to plant seeds and do God's work. I, I'm 100% Irish, a little more stubborn than most, and, you know, I uh, I just shook my head to it for a long time. And so the fact that you're on a college campus, that's normally where people go the other way, Colin. You know, they normally go the other way. They, they look around, they're like, hey, my, nobody's asking what time I'm getting home. Nobody's looking to see if I'm drinking. Nobody's looking to see if I'm doing this, doing that, doing this. And I, I think that that's awesome. You know, what a great campus UW-Stevens Point was for you. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons, like I said earlier, that 
I don't regret for a second my decision to go there because I, it was through some of the people that I met uh, at Stevens Point that I think I was really able to to dive into this this life of of following Jesus um, and trusting in the Spirit and believing in what God's doing. Um, so I really I really love that I decided to go to Stevens Point because of that. Were there other players in the locker room holding you accountable at that time? Were there guys that you could lean on that were part of, you know, some of the same things that you were doing as far as academics and, and, and certainly on the football team? Yeah, you know, I, I think there certainly were throughout my four and a half years there. Um, when I think back to my first two years there, I don't know. I think there were. Um, I don't know if I would have known at the time that there were, uh, because I think I just wasn't in a place spiritually where I would have been able to recognize that. Right. Um, but but over the course of my career, there there certainly were there were a number of athletes um, that over time I had the chance to even disciple. There were a number of athletes that uh, helped lead a Bible study that we ended up starting on the team. Um, and there were a number of coaches too that were really supportive of uh, of what we were trying to do in the locker room, and and not so much taking us under our wing to mentor us, but just really wanting to encourage the work that we were doing, not only as athletes, not only as students, but also to to grow and develop uh, this this Christian faith and to continue to learn what it means to follow Jesus. Well, that's really encouraging. To me, because I've heard, you know, a number of stories where, you know, they said, look, we tried to do this um, in the locker room and on this team. And, and we were told, knock it off. We don't do that's not we're a public institution. You know, we don't do that. And and it was almost like, look, if if you do this, you know, you're, you guys are going to be soft on the football field. And I laugh at that kind of stuff, Colin, because you know what? It's very biblical. We, we we should compete to win. I mean, we should get after it. In all the rules, we, we stay within the rules. But I think it's it's easier for us as Christian men, after we play hard and, and, and do everything we can to get a win on the field or the court, to then grab somebody for the other team and say, hey, let me tell you a little bit about this part of my life. Because if you lay down and they beat you by 40 on the basketball court, and that guy's not going to—it's going to be harder for you to get somebody's ear. But you go out and you play hard and you set strong picks and you rebound and box out and do the things. I, I just believe that you, you're going to have more people at that point that will take a listen to, to, to what you're saying. And, and I think that that's—you know, I, I give those the, coach, to the coaches up um, at Stevens Point. They're on the staff then. All the credit. To, for for them to say, hey, look, we, you know what? Good for you guys. Keep going. You'll be all right. Keep doing what you're doing. And I think that that's as good as an encouragement as you can get. Yeah, I agree. I think I was really fortunate to to play for coaches, to play for staffs that um, that were open to that kind of pursuit by their players. And you know, they and I and I re, I respect the the line that a coach at any institution. I, I actually don't think that. Um, public or private really makes much of a difference, but I, I think I respect the line that those types of figures have to walk um, institutionally. Um, and I think the guys that, that I played for did a good job of allowing a space to pursue this part of our life, encouraging us even to do it um, without necessarily like forcing it onto the team as a whole. And I actually think that created a lot of space for us to have a great impact in the locker room because it allowed our influence, um, you know, our evangelistic influence to be a little more natural and a little bit more, hey, you're my teammate and you're my friend and we share a locker or we sit next to each other on the bus or whatever, rather than, oh, this is that thing that we got to do on Fridays before a game, you know, or on Tuesday nights in the locker room, go to Bible study. Uh, so I really appreciate the encouragement, but also the freedom that, that we got there from the staff. 100%. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Our special guest for the entire hour, and again, um, end of December, they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be coming to this Milwaukee area, and uh, I, I know the area that that they're going to be moving to. It's a beautiful area, 
and I think he's going, going to enjoy it quite a bit. It's not like he's moving from Phoenix in the middle of December. He's a Bayport guy. He's up in the Green Bay area. He knows the winners. He's going to be just fine. And uh, But I'll tell you what, there's going to be a lot of people that will reach out um, to me through this show, and they'll reach out to Athletes in Action to find out how they can help. And we're going to ask Colin that. On the other side of the break, I need to find out if uh, how he's going to live. Um, as the, the rep, I guess, he's starting the chapter of Athletes in Action, both him and his wife, Rachel. We'll find out what that entails and how that's going to work. And we'll see if uh, if we can help uh, this young couple as they start this new journey on their life. Again, he is Colin Destash. Pretty close. Uh, this is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest. I tell you, he's an impressive young man. College football player, um, five played five sports as his freshman year in high school up at Bayport. Um, you know, continued to play a number of sports in everything I see. He was in National Honor Society, um, academic All-American, conference. Uh, he made the academic All-Conference team 2008-2009, team captain. You know, all of this stuff, class president, honor roll for all four years recipient of the Pirate uh, Scholar Athlete Scholarship. Just a lot of things that just tell you that this is a stand-up dude. And uh, he's coming to Milwaukee, him and his wife, Rachel. And, and I asked him before the end of the last segment, let's talk about how this thing works because I don't know. I don't know how it works with Athletes in Action. And I'm going to ask you guys to, you know, let's help this young couple a little bit. So during the break, I said, could you walk me through this? And he said, Mike, the most important thing for us right now is to find people that are going to walk side by side with us and be willing to commit to a monthly giving. And it doesn't matter if it's $5 a month. It doesn't. It could be $500 a month. We'd love that. But the, the, the consistent part of it lets this couple, the sooner they can get to what they're, they're, they need to be able to do this as far as a goal, they can then get to, to, to really work and do what they're doing here in Milwaukee, which is to get on campus and help these, uh, these student athletes at the college level and maybe some at the pro level. And, and they'll be able to, to talk and disciple and, and do the things that Athletes in Action is known for. So if you have a pen, and I'm going to give you these numbers a couple of times, and, and then we're going to talk to Colin about this part of being part of Athletes in Action. But get a pen, and it's give.crew, C-R-U, give.crew.org, backslash 08-53-308. I'm going to tell you those numbers a bunch of times between now and the end of the show. But again, give.crew, C-R-U, dot org, backslash 08-53-308. And you know what? Go go and uh, and help these guys out. And I'm just telling you that that if we're able to do that here in this community, um, we're going to have a really nice young family doing great work in Milwaukee for a long time. And and I believe that. And this kid, if we could keep this young man, he's not a kid anymore, but he's a kid to me. I mean, I'd still look. He couldn't block me if I'm coming off the rush. Trust me. They, the, the old, you know, turkey bowl. You got no chance. You know, and I'm just kidding, Colin. You look. You still look. Uh, you still look like you, can, you could handle yourself uh, pretty well. Again, what they need more than anything is people that will walk side by side with them. And you know what? The monthly, consistent monthly partners is what they need. Did I did I tell you tell that correctly, Colin? Yeah, that, that's right on. That's right on. I mean, I think you and you really emphasize the our, our biggest need right now is for those monthly partnerships, that, that consistent giving that creates a foundation that we can rely on um, to provide um, for, for our for our needs as we live in Milwaukee and for the needs of the athletes that are a part of our ministry. Colin, how did you guys pick this area? How did you pick Milwaukee? God called us. I think that's the simplest way to put it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we 
we um we were involved in athletes in action in different ways at our alma maters. Uh, UW Stevens Point for me, like you've mentioned plenty of times, and, and UW Green Bay for my wife. Um, but really similar for both of us, there were no staff on those campuses. It was kind of run by students who might have happened to be Christians or maybe were involved with something that Athletes in Action offers, like a competitive team or a mission trip or a conference or something like that. Um, and for, for us, I think that really started turning, getting the wheels turning in our head and in our heart about like, what would it look like for, for me, at least, the question I was asking, what would it look like if somebody was at UW Stevens Point spending their full-time job talking with athletes about Jesus and making disciples? Um, and that, that's what kind of planted the seeds for this call that we feel to Milwaukee. Um, there are athletes in Milwaukee who are Christian. There are athletes in Milwaukee who are sharing their faith. Um, but right now, uh, as far as athletes in action can see, there isn't a lot happening um, to, to resource, to coach, to, bet, to better equip those athletes to, to create spiritual movement. That's really what we're trusting God to do, to create spiritual movement on the fi- in the 15 athletic departments and the four professional sports teams in the Milwaukee metro area. And that's what we hope to do as a couple and then eventually as a staff team um, to equip athletes, help, help athletes know God, grow as followers of Jesus, and be equipped to uh, multiply their faith and make disciples. Amen. You know what? Again, so I, I you know, listeners, I, I don't do this very often, but I'm asking you to help this young couple out uh, by faith. And he said, I, we believe we are called to the city of Milwaukee. And, you know, if, you, if you're here in the city, and I've lived in the city of Milwaukee my whole life, you know, we need guys like this to want to come to the city to help. And that's what him and his wife, Rachel, are doing. And if you can, if you can help him, if you can help them. And little Rowan, that, that's who really needs. Yeah, he needs the—is he seven months? Yeah, uh, seven months, almost eight months old now. That's awesome. Well, I've got four grandsons. Colin, four of them. And uh, the six-year-old believe, believes, Beckett believes this is his world and he's going to allow you to live in it for a while. That's what he <laughs> believes. Hey, to be able to help this this couple, it's give.crew, C-R-U.org, 0853-308. 0853-308. And, uh, the, again, the biggest need is is consistent partners walking side-by-side side with them and and. And he made it perfectly clear, Mike, I, I, honestly, if it's $5 a month, great. We will gladly accept it and say thank you. If it's 50 a month, if it's 100 if it's 500 whatever it is, if you can just be consistent with it, that's what's really important. Hey, when, when, you, get to, when you get to Milwaukee, have you, have you mapped out um, an idea on, okay, these are, the, these are the colleges that I want to start with. Here's going to be the tough putts over here. Um, we're gonna, let's start with some low-hanging fruit over here. What, what's your thought on that? Yeah, well, you know, for like I mentioned a little earlier, for, for some time now there's been some athletes in Milwaukee yes. that have been making an effort to, to grow in their faith and to, to multiply their faith amongst their teammates and their, their campuses. And, and where we've seen that the most, I think, is at UW-Milwaukee um, and at Marquette. Um, so those those stick out as two schools that, um, as, as you put it, there, there may be some low hanging fruit, some athletes who are are hungry to continue to be developed, continue to be mentored, continue to be discipled. Um, so and we're actually we're actually going to be living rather close to the Marquette campus, and are recently got to know um, a coach there on the lacrosse team who moved to the Milwaukee area with his wife uh, about the same time that we did from New Haven, Connecticut. We both spent time at Yale prior to moving back to Milwaukee. So we're excited about that relationship. Um, uh, to, a, a person of peace, as we call it, to help get us connected to the Marquette community. Yeah, that's, boy, That what a nice bridge that will be. I mean, you'll have somebody that can walk you around campus and, and be able to introduce you around that that's going to be a, a, a good benefit for you. You know, we've had on, uh, have you heard of the organization Nations of Coaches? I haven't, no. So um, look them up. Pete Weary is, is a guy that um, coached up at Northland Baptist, uh, way northern Wisconsin. 
uh, past Crivets, way up my Pembine. There used to be a, a Baptist college there, and, and he is part of Nations of Coaches now. And he had reached out to me four or five months ago and said, hey, we have nobody in Milwaukee. And we're thinking about maybe um, we need to have somebody. And, and I gave him some ideas and a couple of guys in this market. I don't know. I haven't heard back from him if they did. But their idea is to, to, to walk alongside the coaches and just kind of be there if these if, – if, especially in basketball, if basketball coaches need, you know, somebody to be able to talk to or, or can we talk to your staff. And if, if you want, we can talk to your players. Um, but that's uh, – there. there is an organization – of nations of coaches here in Milwaukee either. There's nobody. And so I, I think the timing is really good. And I think the, obviously the Lord knows what he's doing, Colin and the timing on you guys coming is, is really, I think really good because it's, you know, it's a, it's an area right now that's struggling in some, some areas and we could use God, godly men that are here and aren't afraid to get up on the mountaintop and talk about, you know, their peace and talk about the Bible and talk about, look, here are the answers. This is where the answers are. Again, Colin and his wife, Rachel, coming in, um, and they could use our help. When we talked off the, you know, during the, the last break, and he said, look, our biggest need is just monthly partners. The, the consistency is the key to this whole thing, and I certainly understand um, why that is. Hey, Colin, um, before we go to, to a break, uh, your family, um, mom and dad, they must be really proud of you right now. I hope so. No, oh, they have they to are. be. <laughs> I they, think I think they are. Uh, I think they're excited for um, just how how new the work is going to be that we're doing in Milwaukee. Um, they're excited for you know this is my going on seven years on staff with Athletes in Action. Rachel's new um, to the ministry as of this summer, but I've been working with Athletes in Action since 2014. And I think they're really proud of the commitment that I've had to it over the last six years. Um, proud of the willingness to take a risk and start something new um, in, in Milwaukee uh, and proud of the path that I've, that I've taken to get here. So I, I think you're right. I, I, I certainly hope you're right, Mike. Yeah, I, I do as well. I do as well. We will get to a break. Other side of the break, I've got a, a few more questions. I'm going to ask Colin all the sports he's played. You know what? What what's the best highlight? And sometimes we have time to ask what the the, the worst highlight is. Um, I, I it's been interesting to hear some of these answers from some of these uh, these ex college and ex uh, professional athletes. We'll ask Colin on the other side of the break. As uh, we go to break again, if you have a pen, give dot crew c r u dot org backslash zero eight five three three zero eight is how you're going to want to help. Um, these guys, and again, Colin, Rachel, and their seven-month-year-old son moving to, to Milwaukee here in a month or so, and uh, this Athletes in Action is going to do good work on Marquette, on UWM, on a number of campuses in this area, and they could use your help. So let's uh, let's do it. If you're feeling led, let's help this young couple out. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone. A journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern, our special guest for the entire hour, and we're going to have him back. We're going to have him back after they get uh, settled here in the city of Milwaukee to find out how it, him and his, his wife, Rachel, and their dogs and, and their son is doing. He is Colin Stash, and he is uh, the Athletes in Action. He is starting that here in the city of Milwaukee, a chapter that he's going to work with uh, colleges and maybe some pro teams as well. And I, I just love the fact that, you know, we might be able to help them out. And when you ask him, and and look, he's a he's a nice young man. What he wants to be able to do is just get on campus, go to work. But he, but that's not exactly how this works. So we're going to have to help them um, financially get to a point where where then it does work. And again, what they need is is consistent partners that are willing to help them and walk side by side with them monthly. Whether it's five bucks a month, whether it's fifty, whether it's a hundred, five hundred. 
Here's the way that you can start this. And if you're driving, get a hold of me here at the radio station, and I'll have this for you. I'll email it to you. I'll text it to you. It's give.crucru.org backslash 0853308. That's the number. And uh, we can we can help these guys and make their life just a little bit easier. Let's just get them all freed up to go out and do the Lord's work, and that's what we need. Hey, Colin, on this uh, in this segment, I, I like to ask guys when uh, when they lay down, right, at night and they close their eyes and they start smirking about, okay, you remember when this, when we were playing this team and, and this happened? The, the best memory that you have, and it doesn't matter if it's intramurals, doesn't matter if it was fifth grade, the best memory you have of playing sports, what would that be? Mm. Playing sports, okay, that that makes it a little bit more specific. Playing sports, I think, uh, man, my senior year of high school, I think it was my senior year of high school, first game of the season, a non-conference game, even though the team's in our conference against Ashwaubenon High School. Sure. For people that know the state, you know, that's a big rivalry, Bayport and Ashwaubenon. And uh, I blocked... They they got up quick. They scored three touchdowns before we got on the board. We wiped them out in the second half, but they we, they scored three touchdowns before we got on the board. And uh, I blocked the extra points of those first three scores. Um, and it was, I think, one of the, the kind of sweet things about it is the kicker for them at the time uh, was a kid that I grew up playing hockey with and then grew up playing against in high school. He's a meteorologist for the NBC affiliate in uh, in Green Bay now, funny enough. Anyways, he was the kicker. So being able to sort of rub it, you know, rub it in his you face bet. a little bit after I did that three three plays in a row was uh, was kind of fun. And you guys <laughs> went on to beat. You guys won that game. We did. I think we ended up putting up forty nine points oh, or something man. like that in the second half, shutting them out the rest of the game. Hey, so um, last thing, and, and we've only got a couple of minutes, but this was uh, a big part. And I want to get more into this, but. You were you were trying hard to get a look to be an NFL long snapper, and I watched some video. Believe it or not, this is I need to get a life, Colin. I really do. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching on huddle. You snapping the ball, and that was a dream of yours. How close did you get to getting a chance to have an NFL team take a look at you? Um, I I think about as close as a long snapper can get. You know, the the game's a little. The game to get into the NFL is a little different for the kicker, punter, long snapper. Um, and I, I spent about three years after I finished college um, pursuing that dream, training uh, as a long snapper full-time, going to camps, going to clinics, working out with other specialists around the country, um, trying to get in front of coaches. And I never got invited for like a mini camp or a training camp or anything. I had a couple of kind of private looks by a couple of teams um, and some more public looks by a number of teams in the NFL and the CFL, but just was never able to break through. It's tough. You know, there's 32 guys that long snap for a living, man. Um, And there's not a lot of turnover. Um, A friend of mine uh, that I trained with a lot, he snaps for the Falcons and he's been doing it for like a decade, probably. And, you know, I think back Rob Davis, the legendary oh, yeah. long snapper, he did it for like 12 years or something like that with Green Bay. So there's not a lot of turnover, which means there's not a lot of opportunity for new guys to break in. So I, I loved being able, being able to pursue it. It was exciting to get as close as I did and disappointing to just miss. Um, but it was a lot of fun. No doubt. Hey, Colin, we got to wrap this up. I, I welcome you and your wife, Rachel, to, to the city of Milwaukee. And, and we need to have good, strong Christian men uh, that come into the city to, to try to help in a number of different areas. I look forward to meeting you guys in person. And, and trust me, if there's anything that you need that I can help you with, um, you've got my number. And, and please call in. And one last time, give.crucru.org backslash 0853308. Biggest need, consistent monthly partners, five bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, a hundred a month. If you can help these guys, help them get to work on these campuses. Um, 
Well, I'll tell you what. I, I just think you'll be blessed by by helping them out. Colin, uh, it's good to know you, young man. I look forward to meeting you guys in person. And again, don't hesitate if there's anything that I can do or that we can do with Faith in the Zone for you. Thanks for having me, Mike. You got it. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain. Lord, it was you that rescued me. CBS Monday. It's the season premiere of All Rise. L.A.'s newest Superior Court judge is changing the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor. We're going to trial. Simone Missick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. The season premiere of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by the season premiere of Bull. CBS Monday at 9, 8 central. Looking for something new to watch? Choose from thousands of documentary films and factual series right at your fingertips with Curiosity Stream. Available on pretty much any streaming device you can imagine. For only $20 a year, you'll have access to Curiosity Stream's library, including titles covering nature, science, history, the world's most interesting people, and more. Whether you want to explore Mars or travel back to ancient civilizations, Curiosity Stream adds new films and series each week empowering you to dive deep into your favorite subjects and explore new territory sure to entertain, enlighten, and inspire. Whatever you're into, Curiosity Stream has you covered. Gain access to the best documentaries on the planet and award-winning exclusives available anytime, anywhere. Satisfy your thirst for knowledge with Curiosity Stream, available to watch worldwide wherever you like to stream video. Sign up and learn more at curiositystream.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.